That's a really, really great question, Pam. And the beauty about the organic market, and honestly the reason why Mercaris is founded, is that the organic market and the conventional market do not trend together. And that's because we have different supply and demand um, economics. So if you look at the organic world, only 1% of what we're growing in the United States is organic. Like That's a fact. We all know that. The majority of the soybeans that we're using in the United States, um, around 60 to 75% looking at different trade reports, are actually imported from other places. So the export uh, pressure that the conventional markets are feeling is not something that the organic world is feeling at all. In fact, it would seem that uh, those tariffs, that international tension, might benefit our domestic organic grain supply. Yeah, you could argue that, definitely. I mean, I, I think the um, the policies are changing on a day-to-day basis, and we're not really sure what to expect quite yet. But, yeah, that's an argument you could definitely make. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, conventional, organic. It doesn't matter. We are behind when it comes to spring planting. Are you guys getting any feedback from producers on concerns they've got about delayed planting organic can in some situations take a little longer to coax out of the ground are you worried at all about the delays we're witnessing around the upper midwest right now we're not too worried and that's simply because most organic farmers are going to have a cover crop on their field and letting that die down or forcing the the kill of the cover crop is something that makes it so organic farmers are planting a little bit later than their conventional counterparts. Um, On the other hand, we're seeing in the organic winter wheat outlook, it's really, really geographically mixed. You know, you've got some really bright spots in the high plains um, where we're going to probably see some yield gains in some northeastern states as well. But you've got places like Ohio with only 30% of the crop looking in good, excellent condition. Mm -hmm. So wheat in the organic world works both as feed and also food grade. So it's depending on where you're at, um, what's going to happen with that. Sure. You know, and that's one thing that we're trying to work our way through, visiting with you about that feed grain component that somewhat gets overlooked. How are we seeing demand for the organic feed grain pace? Jesse, give us a little sense on how those organic growers that are either holding on to crop they still want to market or getting ready to plant the 2019 season What kinds of trends have you been noticing? Yeah, that's a great question. So year over year, we always see increased demand for organic feed grains, and that's because the number one consumer of those organic feed grains are, of course, organic livestock. And every single year, we see increased demand for organic livestock. So the the big, you know, consumers, or I'm sorry, the big commodities that are going to be consumed are the same as in the conventional world. You're going to have soybeans consumed as soybean meal, corn consumed as corn, and then, of course, you've got your small grains uh, in the organic world, oats, rye, barley, and sometimes wheat that are going to be in those rations as well. So we are seeing, you know, continued demand for those grains. Uh, We have seen that a lot of farmers don't have much left in the bin as far as organic goes. So if you are a farmer with organic commodities left in your bin, reach out to your local buyers or, you know, go through the Mercaris website and try to see if you can find somebody to purchase those right now because uh, the markets are open. Sure. You know, we were talking about uh, the weather, obviously, anybody, no matter what 
kind of crop you're growing can fall victim to the weather. When would you start getting nervous if our organic growers are finding wet field conditions or those cover crops are not burning off quite as quickly as we might have liked? What is the line in the sand when the organic market gets concerned about uh, delayed planting? Well, that's super regional, Pam, which is the same in the conventional world. So where you're at in the Wisconsin area, I would say, you know, getting into mid-June to late June, we're going to start to get worried. But you have to remember, again, in the organic world, we are used to importing commodities to supplement what's happening in the domestic world. So it's not the end of the organic industry if we just have to import a little bit more due to wet fields or or poor crop conditions around here. And then I'm always kind of curious how our uh, agribusiness partners, those folks that may be end users of the feed grain or uh, just an organic monitor, what are we hearing from the agribusiness side of things, the processors side, Jesse? Are we finding any new companies that are inquiring? Give me a little sense on that side, those end users. Yeah, so if we're looking on the feed grade grains side, um, we are seeing organic poultry stay pretty steady right now. Um, as we all know, the organic milk industry is just not doing super well, but we we think that it's finally settled out a little bit, but we know fluid milk sales probably won't pull above 2018 levels, but we hope that free fall has finally ended from the food grade side. I swear to you every single day, I see a new product that has organic ingredients in it. So if you're a farmer, figuring out a way to market your crop as both food grade and feed grade is super important to diversify yourself and whether that's one particular type of bean, or if it's figuring out a way to get your organic corn into a chip line, I think that's very important for you.